up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackle, and it is Wednesday, August 18th, and we continue on today. A little rankings refresher for you here uh, with rankings shifting, especially at running back. That may be the biggest spot for me uh, where things have, have moved in the preseason. I want to react to the preseason. I don't want to overreact to the preseason. There's way too much of that going on, but... Running back depth charts, unlike some, you know, say quarterback, where sometimes these guys, like in Denver, for example, they're putting both of these guys with the first team over the first two games. So we really can't make any judgments there. With running back, they're not going to do that, you know. And we're going to see some situations, like for example, with Miami, where we do have to react to what we saw in the preseason. Uh, so let's dive into it. I'm not going to beat around the bush today. Uh, at the top, it remains McCaffrey and Cook. They are clearly the first two picks for me in any draft. You know, if you're in a super flex two quarterback league, I'm still drafting Dalvin Cook second. I'm not going to try and talk myself into Mahomes uh, because I know I can make up ground later in in a draft uh, at that position in a super flex. So it's pretty easy with those two. I've already made the case a uh, hundred times. I feel like in the last month for why it is those two at the top. After that, I do have that next little grouping of Kamara, Henry, and Elliott. And I do want to be clear about this. While I do have it ranked three, four, five, it's a very fluid ranking. I've heard some people taking Elliott at three. I wouldn't do it, but I'm not really going to talk you out of it because I don't think it's a massive debate. I really don't. When it comes to if I have a guy ranked five and you have him ranked four, there's not a major argument there between us. You know, it's a very subtle difference because ultimately these guys are in the same tier and it's just a matter of your preference in that tier. But if I had a guy ranked five and you had him ranked 20, all right, we have an argument, right? So I like Kamara the most. I know people are concerned about the quarterback situation, but when you are the Saints, you're going to essentially have two major offensive weapons when, once Michael Thomas is back on the field. You're going to get the ball to those offensive weapons. I don't care who your quarterback is. You're going to have the game plan to do that. And unlike last year where you were kind of game planning on the fly, I mean, you thought you were going to have Drew Brees for the entire season. You didn't, obviously, for a little chunk there with Taysom. Uh, You're going into this year with, ideally, a game plan, and I do think, ultimately, it's Jameis under center, but we'll see on that one. So Kamara, then Henry with his massive floor, and then Elliott. And Elliott, really, the reason why I have him ahead of that that next group that I'm going to get into in a second is that while he's not safe, he's safer. I don't think there's any such thing as a safe running back in fantasy football, but he's safer than the next group. So the next group, Aaron Jones, the big concern for me, and I have him at number six, and I know that might be bullish. The big concern is how much A.J. Dillon we see, but Aaron Jones has been really awesome over the last two years. Then Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. That's the the big what-if grouping at seven and eight. The reason why they're the what-ifs, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, we don't know when Carson Wentz is coming back. Frank Reich said everything is progressing in the right direction, but we're still just two weeks out from the surgery for Wentz and basically two weeks out from Quentin Nelson's, so we'll see, but I I like the discount. I love the discount on Saquon Barkley. If he's fully healthy, and yes, the Giants are taking it slow, but if he's fully healthy, we know how good he is, and you're not taking him as a top-five guy. You know, you may take him at the back end of the first round. 
So I, I do love that. Uh, then I have Nick Chubb up next. The The pitfall to Nick Chubb is Kareem Hunt and vice versa for Kareem Hunt. If the backfield didn't have both of these guys, yeah, they'd both be top 15 and Chubb would be higher. Chubb's phenomenal, but he doesn't contribute enough in the passing game. And that's going to put a cap on what he can ultimately do. He could still be a top 12 PPR running back, which is exactly what I'm ranking him as, but I'd prefer uh, some of these other guys ahead of him. Then I have Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler at a, at 10 and 11. If Gibson is in fact used like Christian McCaffrey, as the rumblings keep indicating, then this might actually be too low. <laughs> Just saying, but we don't know until we know. So you do go in with a little bit of risk because we haven't seen it yet in the preseason. But we know his nose for the end zone, his three-down ability, uh, all of that is really intriguing. And people are still worried about the toe. I know it burnt you last year. It burnt me last year in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, uh, that stinks, but the toe is good. As far as Eckler is concerned, he is definitely an it player right now for fantasy purposes. And people, I feel, are drafting him too high, which, hey, whatever. I'm not going to draft him any higher than the 11th running back. And the reason is very simple. I don't know if he can handle 150-plus carries, which is really what he's going to have to do in order to pay off at this price point. I don't know if he can handle that. And I don't know if the team wants to give him that. After that, it's Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Let's group these guys together here. Not as a tier, but I think as a discussion point, because it does come down to this decision for a lot of people. I do prefer Harris out of that bunch. Uh, the touch volume is going to be there. Is he a 300-touch guy if he's healthy? I sure as hell think so. Absolutely. The skill set is awesome. I've talked about him ad nauseum uh, over, you know, basically <laughs> since like February. His skill set's awesome, man. And he's set up for success in an offense that loves to feed a three-down guy. And they haven't had a three-down guy really. I mean, kind of Connor, but really since Lev Bell and D'Angelo Williams. Joe Mixon, uh, you know, maybe we're too low on him. I, I think there are some questions overall in terms of, can this guy actually play a 16-game season? I know it's so hard to do it as a running back, but you do take on that risk there. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks to be in a position where he could take a step forward this year in this offense. Would love to see them use him more, just in general, and not go more towards that committee approach that they did uh, last year. So for me, any one of those guys I'm good with early in a draft. Like if I happen to go wide out in the first round and then get Mixon or get Clyde Edwards Lair, okay, fine. I don't want that approach, but it may happen. However, things get dicey after this point. So let's take a quick break and then we'll dive into running back 15 and beyond. So I know listeners of this podcast are at various phases of being exposed to 2021 fantasy football. Some listeners of this podcast have literally been listening all year long. I see you. You're a Rat Packer. You know who you are. <laughs> Rat Pack represent. But there are a lot of new folks coming into the podcast and welcome, A. Uh, B, maybe you haven't heard the term the running back dead zone. It's been widely discussed by numerous outlets out there. I think it's a great term to label this grouping after you get Clyde Edwards-Alaire probably out of the way. I wouldn't include him in the dead zone. So mid-second-ish, late-second-ish, 
is about as far as I would go with these running backs. And then after that point, until about round six, there's a lot of guys that really aren't appealing for a number of reasons. And so I want to dive into these guys now, 15 and and 16 for me, J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift. Now, I love the upside of both of these guys, but they do fall in the dead zone for me, which means I'm typically passing on these guys. Dobbins, because we can't guarantee that he sees enough work to be anything more than an RB2. There are mouths to feed there. Lamar Jackson's going to eat up a bunch of carries, and so is Gus Edwards. So, yes, Dobbins is the lead back, but he's going to have to score a lot of touchdowns to give you a return on investment. And then DeAndre Swift, who's already banged up and could be in a committee on a bad roster. Now, I do think he has a Camaro-like skill set, and that is the rumblings like he could be used that way for this team, but at the same time, you know, Camara to Swift, I don't know if we can exactly make that comp, especially due to the situation. You know, you got Jared Goff is a little bit different than Drew Brees. I mean, like peak era Camara here. 80-plus catches in four seasons in a row. I mean, that that would be really pushing it for Swift. So just realize that, you know, he's going to he's gonna be capped a little bit by Jamal Williams, by the coaching staff, by the situation, but he is a, he's obviously a solid player. Daryl Henderson at 17 has no competition for touches in that backfield. The only question about him is can he stay healthy? Uh, then this trio, or actually, no, we'll go with four running backs here. I just don't like Chris Carson, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs. Why don't I like these guys? Because there's no ceiling with them. Carson, his ceiling is capped. He's, you know, certainly a heavy volume early down back who can do a little bit in the passing game, but eh. Miles Sanders looks like he's going to be capped as an early down back for Philly. David Montgomery looks like he's going to be capped a little bit because they're going to have Tariq Cohen and Damian Williams contributing in passing downs, and he's not going to get last year's schedule (laughs) down the stretch. And then Josh Jacobs, same thing, capped as an early down guy with Kenyon Drake in there. So I, I don't want to go after those guys. After that, though, Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis. Chase Edmonds, I will tell you this. He was used in the second pre well, second preseason game for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh in, in their first preseason game for the uh Cardinals. Uh that that stupid Hall of Fame game every every year. Anyway, Edmonds was used between the 20s, which is not a good role for fantasy purposes. He may look phenomenal. You can scream in on social media free Chase Edmonds as much as you want. I don't think his role is going to change. So just be aware of that. He can be good in that role. It's just he's not going to score a lot of touchdowns. And I do think that's where Connor comes into play. Because uh, they did take Edmonds off the field when they got in the red zone. And they put Jonathan Ward in. I mean, Ward basically would have been Connor. Uh, Mike Davis, I, I just I can't get on board. I don't care if the volume's there. I can't get on board with a guy who can't average four yards a carry. So that's the dead zone. Once we get outside of those guys, ideally this is late fifth, early sixth. Here's the the wheelhouse where I, if I punt my second running back, I anchor with a top 10, top 11, top 12 guy, depending on where I am in the first round and how many running backs go. Very likely a top 10 guy, though. Here's where I want to start to look for that second running back. Now, it doesn't have to be this spot, and these guys go off the board. That's fine. But here's the two at uh, 23 or 24 and 25, that is, who I think are really interesting. Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. Yes, Etienne is in a quote-unquote committee. But I would much rather go after the first-round selection, the guy who has the home-run hitting ability, the guy who looks so much like Jamal Charles to me. 
I would rather go after him and take a shot on that upside because that's what I'm doing if I'm punting my second running back spot. I don't want to punt my second running back spot and land Mike Davis. Like, whoopity freaking do. I want to grip it and rip it and go after the highest possible ceiling that I can. And Williams as well. Melvin Gordon's hurt. You know, he just opened the darn door for Williams to potentially just come storming through and just take the darn job from him right out the gate. But as of now, you can still get these guys in this range. Uh, I do have Kareem Hunt actually after these guys now. It's not a disrespect thing. It's it's just being real, man. Oh, that's disrespectful for Kareem Hunt. No, it's not. It's just being real. Kareem Hunt is capped by Nick Chubb and vice versa. And I don't want a situation where I drafted both of them because you know what? Kareem Hunt's probably your second running back. I know you're trying to handcuff Chubb, but you handcuffed a, a guy who you have to now start. So you're starting both of them every week. That's a bad situation. I don't want that situation. Uh, more guys who I will target if I'm punting my second running back spot, Michael Carter, Damian Harris, Trey Sermon. Why am I targeting these guys? Well, for different reasons. I know Carter, maybe we're, we're pumping the brakes a little bit on him, but I don't believe that Tevin Coleman's going to keep that job the whole year. And I don't think Michael Carter really needs to be a 200-plus carry guy, which he's not going to be, to be an effective second running back for fantasy purposes. Damian Harris looks like he's inserting himself in the, in the Patriots' backfield. And uh, Sermon is, you know, he's basically already the, the lead early down back, regardless of what happens with Raheem Mostert. He's going to be in, involved early in one of the most run-favorable schemes out there. Uh, after that, a group that I am not interested in, James Robinson, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, and then Melvin Gordon. So that's ranks 30 to 33. Robinson, as I've mentioned before, I'm not interested in him because I just don't see a scenario uh, where he is producing the most fantasy value in that backfield, and I don't see a scenario where he ultimately keeps the job the entire year. I do think that he starts to cede work to uh, the first rounder in ETN. Uh, Mostert, you know, basically discussed that with Trey Sermon. Miles Gaskin. Okay, somebody hit me up because I did release tiers, uh, updated tiers over at ftnfantasy.com. You can check them out for free. Easiest way to do so, go to my uh, my actual author page. So if you go to ftnfantasy.com, scroll down a little bit, you'll see a little caricature image of me. Click on that, and then you get all the content. Some of it is free, like the tiers are free. So somebody hit me up on Twitter, though, and, and you know said something like, what What happened? Did Miles Gaskin get shot in both of his legs? And it, which is like a weird thing to say anyway. <laughs> but no, I watched the preseason game, and then I listened to Brian Flores, and I saw him, you know, basically refer, not even basically, he referred to Miles Gaskin as a change of pace back. Okay, well, Malcolm Brown is the, the bigger-bodied early down back. That's a problem. Uh, Mel mentioned Melvin Gordon already banged up and really not looking like he's in a good position here uh, to start out the season. I uh, got a couple cuffs and and then some, you know, so it's an interesting range here. So let me do the two cuffs first. Uh, 34, 35, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is technically not a cuff exactly, but if something happened to Swift, Jamal Williams would be like, he'd be an unsexy RB2. I don't really want to pick him, though. But I, I, I actually dig the idea of A.J. Dillon because if something happened to Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon skyrockets in value. So a lot, lot of potential there. James Conner, 36, not much appeal, but I am being real with the fact that he's he's going to be the the uh, 
Uh, short yardage back, which means he's the red zone back, as I mentioned earlier. Leonard Fournette still have him again ahead of Ronald Jones. I have Fournette at 37, Ronald Jones at 42. David Johnson continuing to plummet. He's going to be the passing down back. I don't want anything to do with him at 38. 39, Zach Moss. He's banged up, but I'd still rather him over Devin Singletary, who I have at 46. Gus Edwards, 40. I actually dig targeting Gus a little bit later on in drafts. Tony Pollard, 41. Premium handcuff right there. I mentioned Jones at 42. Naeem Hines at 43. I really don't like passing down backs uh, for really any leagues because the volatility that comes with them, but he's one of the better, as is Kenyon Drake at 44. Uh, right now I have Latavius Murray at 45. I did specifically leave him off my tears article because he may not make the team. Now it's speculation at this point, but the speculation is out there that it might be Devonte Freeman. And this is funny. So as you're listening to this, I, I, let me just ask you this. How old is Latavius Murray? He's 31. I waited for you to talk back to me. Like I could hear you. How old is Devontae Freeman? He is 29. Now, age isn't everything, especially at running back, because it all also comes down to wear and tear, and Freeman certainly had a bunch of that. But would you have actually guessed that he is legit, and it's, it is two years. It's not like one and a half or one, one year and a quarter. No, it's two years younger. Pretty crazy. Anyway, be careful with Latavius Murray if you're drafting this weekend. Mentioned Singletary, 46. Malcolm Brown on the rise, up to 47. He'd be a, a late-round guy. I don't love it, but whatever. Madison at 48 as a handcuff guy. James White at 49. Blah, PPR. Speaking of blah, Philip Lindsay at 50. Yeah, early-down guy on a bad offense. No, thank you. Uh, let me round it out quickly here. Guys who I still think will be drafted. Penny at 51. Premium handcuff. McKissick. He may lose out on that passing down work, though, so we'll see. Giovanni Bernard, this is not a slight on Giovanni Bernard. He's a passing down back, like, strictly in that offense that is going to be a three-headed monster. Uh, Darrington Evans is banged up, but might still... He would be a lot higher on this list. He'd be in the 40s, but might still be worth a flyer. It doesn't seem like it's season-ending, that knee injury. Uh, Tevin Coleman, blah. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, actually some appeal. I like what we saw out of him. Obviously, he's not going to be <laughs> used very much with Christian McCaffrey, but he is very clearly the cuff in that backfield. Damian Williams, I mentioned him earlier. Passing down work. Xavier Jones at 58. Who? Xavier Jones. Uh, he's the cuff in that backfield. Samaj P. Ryan at 59 is the cuff in that backfield in Cincinnati. Devontae Booker, cuff in New York. Uh, for the Giants at 60, Daryl Williams, the cuff in Kansas City at 61. Savan Ahmed at 62 is really the third back in that backfield. So he's more of a dart. Ramondre Stevenson at 63, another dart. I don't know if Sony Michelle makes the team. That's about how many I would expect to get drafted, somewhere in that range. Maybe you see a few more, maybe you see a few less. Uh, obviously, rankings are continuing to be adjusted as we see more in the preseason, but that should set you up pretty well. So as I said, a little bit of a longer one today. We'll do a little bit of a longer one tomorrow as well with wide receivers updating them. In the meantime, do me a favor, head on over to ftnfantasy.com and check out everything we have to offer. Lots of great free content and obviously some really impressive premium stuff, including our tools, projections, rankings. We got some really awesome stuff on the horizon as well that hasn't even been released yet. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Anyway, ftnfantasy.com, promo code RATPACK. 
Of course, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe and then also on Instagram as well at Jeff Ratcliffe. And you can slide into the DMs on Instagram. I know people like that option instead of Twitter. So follow me there and hit me up if that's uh, if that's your vibe. Anyway, like I said, tomorrow, wide receiver rankings updated for you here on the podcast. So I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>